Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth the stress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourself and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. It has been said before that when people stop fearing God, they become afraid of everything else in the world. Let me repeat that one more time. It has been said before that when people stop fearing God, they become afraid of everything else in the world. That is to say, when God is big, everything else in the world seems to be small. However, when God is small, everything else in the world seems to be big. And when everything else in the world is big, well, we feel small, and then we begin to fear. Yes, we begin to be consumed by fear. But we do not like fear, do we? We do not like that feeling of fear. Fear causes us to have stress, and stress causes us to sweat and tremble and have shortness of breath. And when this happens, we have an increased heart rate, which ultimately brings about anxiety in our bones and butterflies in our stomach and the possibility of fainting. And so 
We do everything possible to offset this fear. We buy insurance. We lock our doors. We look over our right and our left-hand shoulder. We also put blinders on, my friends, no doubt about it. In the mornings, we wake up and we put blinders on and try to avoid all the big and scary things of life. And at night, well, with one simple click, we turn off that nightly news to avoid hearing about all the calamities and the distresses of life in this world. And there's more. To avoid feeling small and to avoid the big, scary things of life, we demand that everyone else around us be positive and happy too. Lest we are triggered, yes, lest we are triggered, resulting in that fear returning and creeping in upon ourselves. Indeed, we insist, we insist that the glass must be always half full, not half empty, And everyone around us must wear those rose-colored glasses and have happy thoughts. We mustn't allow fear an opportunity to creep back into our lives. But no matter how hard we try, my friends, life has a way at getting to us. If it isn't trouble in our family and work, well, then it ends up being those politics and those politicians and the economy, that downturn in the economy gets at us. And if not politics and not the economy, then it is fires, tornadoes, earthquakes, blizzards, and diseases. And these things most certainly instill fear in us. Now, what we must keep in mind is that all of these things that bring about fear in our lives are signs. Yes, they are signs to us. These signs are found in all areas of life. The catch, though, and as previously mentioned, these signs eventually, they they, they come and they get at us. And they rattle our cages. They cause us to feel not big but small. They humble us. They bring us to the reality of our own mortality that we will soon and someday die. These signs, they act like judgments upon us. They point out the reality that we are indeed powerless, small, poor sinners, mortals in a big and vast world. Now, dear friends, as stated earlier, If the Lord is small in your life, then everything else is big. And when big signs happen in life, like natural disasters and national tragedies, it would make sense for you to get so incredibly petrified by fear. You see, it makes sense why you would want to hang your head low and try to block out all that which is too big and scary to handle when the Lord is indeed small. But keep in mind, keep in mind though that things are even worse for unbelievers, pagans that is. For example, unbelievers are not only consumed with fear due to these signs, but the idea of the Lord's return and the end of the world, well, this is not greeted with happy joy or excitement, but indeed with fear. The book of Hebrews says it rightly. It says this, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. 
And so the fear of unbelievers is justified. It makes sense why they are fearful when they look at the disastrous signs and Jesus' second coming. On the other hand, when God is big, everything else in life is small. Well, the pagan unbeliever fears the end of the world and the end of life. This is not true for you. It is not true for you as baptized, blood-bought saints. You see, when the world is turned upside down, and when these disastrous signs, when they, they have a tendency to break loose, you do not need to fear. And you certainly do not need a safe space, for you have one who has commanding authority over all of these signs. The one who created the heavens and the earth also created you. He has forgiven you, and he holds you, and is coming back for you. Why fear these disastrous signs when you know that the Lord is the one who holds the beginning and the end of life? Now, dear friends, we must keep in mind that these signs in life are doing something more than just imparting fear, though. You see, these signs, are, they're, like, they're like warnings. They call us to an account. That is to say, behind all of these signs are ultimately the judgment of God upon sinful mankind. What this means, then, is that behind all of the fears of mankind lies the fear of God's judgment. Let us pause here a moment, though, and consider what we just heard. You see, God, he made all things. He made all things. The powers of the heavens and the earth were made to endure. However, after Adam and Eve fell into sin in Genesis chapter 3, God warned that the great powers of the heavens and the earth would be shaken. And so we have eclipses, we have earthquakes, we have natural disasters, wars and rumors of wars and so forth. And as already stated, these signs, they frighten us. They shake us down to the bone, which they should. But being shaken... And being alarmed is not necessarily bad. For this is God's way of warning mankind that the time of grace and mercy will suddenly come to an end at some point, at some time. These signs are God's way to prepare people for Jesus' second coming. And so, even though the whole world is filled with fear and everyone is hanging their head low, you though, yes, each and every one of you though, shall not fear, but rather you should lift up your heads. You shall indeed lift up your heads. Why? Because you are marked by the blood of the Lamb. Because your Lord is not small, but he is big. Because the one who created all things in the beginning holds all things in the end. Because your salvation has drawn near to you. You see, dear baptized saints, the agony of our dying world and the cries of creation, they all point to the crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ that he is indeed coming back to return to us. And so the problems, the calamities, the disasters, and the tragedies of life, they do not cause you to stumble and scramble around frantically looking for a hole to put your head in like an ostrich. But rather these signs, 
They cause you to lift up your heads and eagerly await your Lord's return. You see, because your Lord is big and because you belong to him, every sign which points to the end of the world does not fill you with fear, but fills your hearts with joy and hope. For you know that the Lord has come and that he continues to come and that he will come to you with great power and great might. And he indeed will come at that last day. And so what this means is that you and I are not waiting with fear and with our eyes gazing towards the here and now as if some powerful utopic society will someday spring forth in our midst. We are not consumed with dreams and silly goals of a perfect government with a perfect human love and a perfect economy and a perfect environment. Indeed, we know that there's no such thing as an age of tranquility and peace undisturbed by the attacks of the devil, undisturbed by the struggles of the sinful nature this side of heaven. We know that unbelievers and sin and death and the agony of our dying world will continue right up to the very end, right up to the end of the Lord's return coming back for us. And so we do not find hope and utopic fairy tales, for they are as realistic as unicorns. And so we wait in hope, right here, right now, in this church service, as Christians, we wait with hope, with our heads not tossed down or tilted towards the shadows or tilted towards the silly dreams of mankind, but our chins are raised up with a smile and we await in hope with our heads lifted unto the Lord. And as we lift our heads, we hear and we receive Jesus in his word and sacraments. That is right, in spite of all of the sin, the calamity, the terror, and the fear, we know that Christ is right here with us. Regardless of the good times, the bad times, sickness, or health, we know that Christ is here for us in his word and sacraments. We know that Christ is coming back to take us home someday and make all things right. And so we lift up our heads. Indeed, we lift up our heads. Dear baptized saints, lift up your heads this day. Lift up that chin. Gaze upward to hear, receive, eat, and drink. When you hear and see signs, straighten up. Do not fear. Hold your head high. Christ is for you. Christ is coming back for you. Jesus he is bigger than the world. He is bigger than you. And so you need not fear. You need not worry. You need not fret. His steadfast love endures forever. Lift up your heads. Indeed, we lift them unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon 
from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.